and welcome to the Corner Table Podcast. I uh, am your host, Hayes Anderson. Also, well, also hosting with uh, Darius Tears and Anna Foster. Uh, how did I do, guys? Introduction. You did great. Yeah. Okay. Your first intro. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. Awesome. Hey, add some personality to it, though. Don't, uh, you, yeah. don't have, you don't have to do I am Hayes. Yeah. I am introducing the Corner table podcast. Uh, Please yeah, listen yeah. in for you also. You gotta give him a second other, to warm up, you know. That's on me. All right, cut. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Corner Table Podcast with your hosts here, Hayes Anderson, Darius Tears, and Anna Foster. Hi guys. Ooh. That was good. That was good. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Second time's a charm. Second time's a charm. Way to go. Let's go. Well, welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> uh, we're going to start off with our Newer Ooh. segment of yeah. a fluffy topic. Light and fluffy. I, light and fluffy, that's what we call it. We gotta, I gotta write it down so I don't yeah. forget every time. Okay, light and fluffy. So, Hayes, Darius, what do you guys, what have you What have you been consuming recently? Like podcasts, shows, uh, books? Consuming. What is the American consuming? Lemon Croix, perhaps. Mm. I have one right here. Right. It's mine, though. Oh, Brady's right. here. All right. Well, Hayes. Brady, Brady Santi. Yes, sir. Oh wow. Anyways, shout out. But hi, ahead. Brady. If you're in well, Omaha, I mean, he's... solid ground electric. Yeah. Anyways, Hazel, you've been. Yeah. Consuming. So last week I said I was consuming this big book. Oh yeah, your hefty Paul. book. My hefty book. You got lean in, bro. Um, I've actually <laughs> I put that I put that aside. Yeah, I mean the the thousand page book. Yeah, I put that aside. I think it's actually 1600. 1600 it is, yeah. Oh. I, I put that aside. Goodness. I'm going to return to it. I I got I got this new book for my birthday on church history. Oh. Is that the one that you brought? Yeah, yeah this is right one. right right over oh, here. Look. Church history You're takes like, you through church history. He brings that along with it's a little him just, hefty. just so yeah, he can kind yeah. of flex on it, you know. It's I mean? a paperback too, so the fact that it's that thick is says something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, I I I've been recently fascinated with church history. So I I got a uh, I'm back. I'm getting some new books, mm-hmm. more on church history. There you uh, go. So one of them is women in the patristic world. Uh, wow. Which were the patristic era, which mm-hmm. is like the early early church, church fathers, uh-huh. um, kind of period. So uh, women who played a significant role in the development of the church. So I'm actually Boys. really excited to look at, uh, looking into that. That'll be good. But mm. yeah. Yeah, like nerd. I like I it. Don't. Does no, that offend sick. you? If someone it, is, no, honestly, uh, I was a nerd on. Say it like you mean it. You know. <laughs> yeah, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Go all no, in, Darius. Uh, I wish I was into books like that, but my fifth grade reading le- uh, level doesn't allow me to. You don't have a fifth grade reading level. You have a twelfth grade reading level. I think I have a good ninth grade one. I was always better at math and science. That, makes that was like yeah. I was pretty decent on that. So I, I can get pretty cocky. We thought so, some equations. Some algebra. Out, some algebra. Or oh, I'm smooth at It's calculus where I start to go, all right, let's try to let's get some notes going. Algebra. Oh, yeah, we throw that up. I can do that now. Oh, like, it would take me a second to get through algebra. Yeah. Yeah. I can be a little cocky when it comes to algebra. So what have you been consuming? What I, I have I algebra. been consuming? <laughs> I I just called you a nerd, but uh, <laughs> so, oh how the turns tables. Would the tables have turned? It's a Michael Scott quote, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I guess that is fair. Um, yeah, I've been consuming, but I don't. I didn't. I'm audible in. Oh that, yeah yeah. Not, not reading an audio book. I I take I can read one page in like five minutes for for a book. Like, but you can consume I can like auto, an audio book. No I can, I can, I can listen to a whole chapter in five. Come on now, that's the American way. That's the way to do it. The Come on now, let's get out. get to the system. You know, you don't have what to think about you it. You can to? just listen. To I, I take about just, like, uh, I would say like sometimes on pages I'll spend quite a bit of time. Depends on how focused I am. Yeah, trying oh. to process the information. And here I thought I was just an idiot. No. Okay. So. Um, so maybe it's normal. So what are you listening to? Uh, the Unseen Realm. Oh. Yeah. And Michael Heiser. Yeah, because I got to give the book back to you, mom. Uh, so I was yeah. like, let me just let me audible it. Mm-hmm. So one, I can at least have it. To and listen to while it. you're like driving yeah. or something. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm only uh, like 
two and a half hours in. Um, so I started a couple of days ago, and I just listened to it off and on. Mm. But it gives some. We, we haven't got out of Genesis yet, and it's Whoa. giving it's giving some like I've been having these questions type of like understand the context of things. Oh, when we were talking about in the cabin of just say like the serpent talking. And why did Eve not even question it? Things of that, that nature. Was t- Actually, yeah. that's not even something I've ever thought yeah. about. Yeah, so uh, even in that. Talking animals ex- the norm? Well, he was explaining in his book, not to, um, uh, spoiler alert, um, there's a serpent in Genesis that talked to Eve that caused mm-hmm. her to fall. And so what he was saying that um, in, in the same manner, she should have questioned. But um, the fact, well, one of the things that's kind of alluded to is a lot of the translation of it. Of, of serpent itself um, is a- actually translated from a Hebrew word of um, describing uh, uh, what is it like a basically um, the morning if I remember correctly once again it starts with an N so I don't know like the actual name it's like Nahash or something um, and she would have actually recognized it as a as a deity so for for a deity to speak to her it actually would have been somewhat normal. Because okay. this deity was supposed to be in God's heavenly heavenly realm. So if he's coming here to give her information, just like any other angel that we have seen in the Bible, uh, for her, they lived with it. So he was saying in the, in the sense of like, since this is a physical yet spiritual place, they probably have seen different spiritual beings as well. Right. So it's not anything unusual for them. Mm-hmm. In the same manner, uh, we see that in a few of the texts in the Old Testament, especially mm-hmm. in the early civilizations, they never questioned spiritual beings. We start to see that a little bit later. Yeah, and so that's the reason why even when I t- see, like when people talk about supernatural things, I'm like, well, that doesn't exist. I go like, well, if you actually look through old civilizations, they actually reference a lot of a lot of spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Were they demonic? Um, I mean, most likely because it talks about sacrificing people, getting powers, people using magic. All these things were yeah. normal. Yeah. I've but um, well, at least a lot of them were, but there are also a lot that aren't, right? What? What do you mean? A lot of beings that aren't demonic. Oh yeah, no, I know that. Like the being, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was interesting. So we we just, we just now chipping away. I'm excited to yeah. listen to more. Uh, if you guys are interested, it's you the don't unseen. Have to lean in, bro. The your, unseen. Your voice no, carries. Whoops, whoops. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could. Uh, you and I can lean back. The, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to speak. It, it, if 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 you all are interested, uh, the book is The Unseen Realm by Michael Heiser. Uh, I personally have not read it, uh, yeah, but I know a lot of people uh, who I love can, the book. I got to jump on Hayes. Uh, yeah, I know, I know <laughs> man. Book? I know, what? I know. Book? I know. Impossible, bro. Crazy. That's funny. <laughs> Crazy. Um, well, I'm so sad because I bought a hard copy or like a hardcover book when we went to Amsterdam. I talked oh, about it here. No, that's I right. can't find it. I'm so mad. So I didn't. Con- I haven't been consuming any books recently because I lost my book. Actually, that's not true. You know, you heathen. You've been watching something. What you been watching? What have I been watching? I don't know. I just tried to. Catch- <laughs> I, like, I just tried to catch you on something. That's it. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. Actually, that's not true. I have been reading. Um, I've been reading Boundaries by Clouds, Cloud and Townsend, and it's been very insightful. You know. We're all reading slash listening to books. I'm I'm listening, you know. Yeah, but anyways, it's very interesting and insightful. Just go ahead and say it. Nerd, you're notorious. Anyways, um, yeah, it's been very insightful, and I feel like I'm learning about myself and how I communicate with others and where I struggle with my boundaries. Does it lead you to self-discovery? Leads me to Christ. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> because that's the only way I can be okay is with Christ. <laughs> Anyways. For amen to that. So that's Hallelujah. what I've been doing. And consuming lemon cello LaCroix like it's air. Uh, we we need to start getting them. some sponsors if we're going to keep saying LaCroix like this. <laughs> <laughs> we would go as low as LaCroix. Like, really? <laughs> I would be <laughs> Hey, just, just a penny, that's boy. That's $4 something. a pack that I wouldn't have to spend. Or, or, or you can drink what the Lord has given us, some H2O. That quality H2O hit different. Hot take, hot take. LaCroix is like any other sparkling water with, That's more, no. with more flavors. No, you're totally right. <sighs> Off-brand, like, nah, sparkling I mean, waters is a 
Nah. So now, now let, no, let me on, let wait. me all offer hold on. you an alternative. No, hold on, wait. No, there's some other. Pellegrino spot. has less bubbles though. I but, don't. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, yeah, true. Um, do do some sparkling waters that have more unique flavors. Yeah. The ones where their mineral sparkling sparkling water taste a little bit. Better. Well, I'm just saying. Let, let me tell you. Anyways, this. yes. Oh, oh, you got that one spot. I'm not. You're I'm, about not to... I'm not. I'm yeah. not advertising right now. Yeah, you are. All right, yeah, but no, exactly. I will say my favorite sparkling water mm-hmm. is Spindrift. Oh. I love Spindrift. What's your Marcus put me on that one. Uh, I I like the just the traditional lemon, but what they do. Okay. So you'll look on the back of a Spindrift can, and uh, it's got maybe like a couple calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason they have a couple calories uh, on the Spindrift can is because they actually squeeze real fruit juice into it. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So Worth anyway, a few calories. Okay, I, I'm gonna I, have to I, buy some for, Yeah, for some reason, I think I could sacrifice. I taste five the calories. artificial taste in like Lacroix, Bubblies, and mm. all those other. But like when I drink Spindrift, I'm like, man, this is there is a difference. Refreshing. It's natural, this is different. You know what I mean? Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So what are we talking about today, y'all? Yeah, what are we talking about today, Hayes? Uh, yeah, so... You're the one who led the pack with this topic. I, I am, and I'm really, really excited. It's oh, going to yeah. be good. It's He's gonna surrounded be good. by three books and his laptop. <laughs> he, really, he really is, though. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, Darius, if you guys haven't listened to the episode last week, you totally should go check it out. It's so good. Uh, it talked about getting back from Amsterdam, their experiences in back. Amsterdam. Five. And just Fives. Yeah. Yes. It was it was awesome. But I remember, Darius, uh, if you want to kind of walk us through, um, you, you said that there was like a moment on the trip uh, that you had experienced this kind of absence. Um, do you want to walk us through a little bit of that? Um, just re- kind of recap us. Uh, with what you were experiencing and how. So yeah, um, just kind of going on what you were saying, Hayes. Uh, so yeah, uh, for people who may not have listened to the episode and just jumped straight in, um, yeah, I I just I mentioned a moment in Amsterdam after we interceded and prayed around um, in the red light district, and afterwards, um, after feeling a demonic entity, uh, because that's what it was. Um, I, I shortly afterwards felt an absence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it, it felt, it's, it, it, it is a feeling that's slightly un, not, I, I can't explain it that well, uh, because especially if someone, let's say, who isn't a believer or someone who doesn't actively feel the Holy Spirit, it can be difficult to explain it. Mm-hmm. So the best way I can kind of explain it is that um, for someone, uh, you guys ever, sw- you swim a lot going up? Any you guys yeah. swim a lot? Mm-hmm. So, you know when you, let's say you're in a, and you're in a pool swimming, let's say, because swimming is a, it's a hard sport. Yeah. Uh, let's just say 35 minutes, 40 minutes. You're doing a workout, laps in, going around the pool. Even that's like, you get out the, your whole body like, oh. Yeah. Even though you're you swimming by the side of the pool with Doritos and a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so even though you're swimming in water, once you get out, your reaction is to put something in your body and to drink water because you you exhausted your body. Yeah, uh, you still need some hydration, and so uh, it's almost like doing a hard workout and you couldn't have water afterwards, mm. even though you're craving it. And so that's horrible. Yeah. So the the next day, oh, and your mouth gets all like oh yeah, pasty and like dry and gross. And so, um, and Anna, you you can be a person to actually be a witness. Mm-hmm. Um, be real. I can take it. How was my mood the next day? Do you remember? You were a bit grumpy. Oh. But there was also tension That's with a tough. lot of other people mm-hmm. in the group. That definitely wasn't just because you yeah. were grumpy. Yeah. You were you were obviously tired. Yeah. You were not in the happiest of moods. Yeah. And it One was would say that you would woke up on the wrong side of the bed, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I ain't seen that bad, did I? Okay, no, okay, no, okay, okay. All right, I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> maybe I did, but but no. uh, in that in that same manner, it's just that um, I it was it was noticeable. I wasn't completely myself. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, and so with that being said, is that it, it was a it was a day where I completely felt dry, hopeless, and without 
the power of the Holy Spirit backing me. Mm. Um, and it's a real thing, excuse me. It's a real thing that um, I, I'm grateful that I was able to experience because I feel like a lot of people who go to church, mm-hmm. who's been this good yeah. little Christian, um, who's been consistent, who let's say even volunteers, yeah. they donate, they yeah. know all the scriptures, but don't know the spirit. Yeah. And don't know the difference when it's there and when it's not. Yeah. And so now understanding that, now I can feel, okay, God, I need you. Like, especially if I'm going yeah. to a battle like that, I need yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you, you said you, there, there was a particular reference that you had made in the podcast that you like, it was almost like you, in a sense, right, related to uh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. 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 And he had quoted... Uh, for Lord, uh, why have you forsaken yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, God, my God, why have you forsaken yeah, me? Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that would be a great segue into this podcast. Yep. Let's like, let's break that down a little bit. Let's like, okay, what was the origins of that saying? Mm-hmm. What was, um, what did Jesus mean when he said that? Um, did God actually forsake His own That's son? That's a good question. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I uh, want to get into that, but and then ultimately at the end, I was like, okay. How is this applicable for us? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and so uh, if, if anyone's not familiar where this phrase is from, uh, Jesus uh, in That's Mark nice. uh, 15, verse 34. Are we going to um, read that one? Uh, no, we don't need. We don't need to read it. Okay, okay. The passages where he's 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 saying, he's saying this. He's actually oh, my quoting God, something my, else. My God, my God, why are you forsaken me? Exactly. And then in Matthew twenty-seven forty-six as well, uh, he he quotes he does or Matthew records Jesus doing this on the or saying this on the cross. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that I found, I was like doing a little research, uh, trying to dive deep into into this, and one thing that I had found uh, was that uh, when Jesus would have said this, uh, uh, the common Jew walking around that day would have immediately been brought back to Psalm 22. They would have evoked Psalm 22 and they would have evoked Psalm 22 in its entirety. Uh, So uh, one thing that I found very interesting. So uh, anyway, with that being said, do you have any thoughts so far? Before we really jump in, oh yeah, boy, I got my I got my knife, I got my fork. <laughs> I'm ready to start getting to these meat and potatoes, bro. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh live. boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Well. Lead us in, Hayes. Yeah. Here we go. What so, translation are you in? Uh, I am in the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version. Oh. Ooh. When I read it out out loud earlier, it was in the NIV. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I confiscated my laptop because yeah. it was about to take flight. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you heard that. You uh, well, you there said, you what in was it? Oh, in... I guess I what? also have a Bible app. What, what version is that, Bill? Uh, in, he says NRSV. New Revised Standard Version. And we would just, like, oh, go. So, um... All right, I'm there. I'm ready whenever you are. You in Psalm 22? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, right right off the bat in Psalm 22, uh, verses 1, right? It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? Uh, right before that, to the introduction, it says, to the leader according to the deer of the dawn, a psalm of David. So, uh, plea for deliverance from suffering and hostility. And then verse 1, it was, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, dog. Um, yeah, verse one was ba- basically how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like even the next day it was it was um, and one thing I try to practice um I shouldn't say try I've been practicing for a while now um is continuously praying. So my thoughts I bring to yeah. God, try to continuously have a conversation, and go, Hey Lord, you lead. Especially if I'm interacting with people, Lord, you lead the conversation. Um. Or if I'm having issues throughout my day, I'm just talking to God. And so, like, one th- one thing I'm just, um, that I felt the next day, even after reading this verse, I'm just like, Lord, where are you? Yeah. Like, yeah. I like why do I not feel you? Yeah. I'm praying in tongues. I feel nothing. Yeah. Yep. And so, I, like, 
I felt this way. Why are you not helping in this time when I feel dry? Yeah. Yep. And even though it was only like 24 hours. Um, it was a rough 24 hours after yeah. battle. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so, right, initially we have this this idea. Uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I, uh, I could be wrong on this. I, I think I remember research. Okay, when was David actually saying this? I believe it was when he was at some point when he was fleeing from Saul. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would make I sense. So, uh, so I, I was kind of like I was I was wondering if it originally was when he was fleeing from his own son Absalom in Second Samuel. But uh, I researched a little bit and it was when he was fleeing from Saul, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so what's very interesting about this, though, is, right, he, he cries out. He This is the psalm that he has. He, right, he cries out to the Lord. Uh, he's suffering, right? He, he's like the, the afflicted one in this psalm. Uh, and what's interesting is as you read it, there are so many parallels mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. So it's almost like Jesus, when he was on that cross and he said that, he was almost like fulfilling this song. Yeah. I mean, like as we were reading it out loud, like every time some, something came up, or I'm sure you're going to bring yeah. it up, we were like, yeah. oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. there's another one. Yep. I mean, yep. Jesus came from the line of David, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so even like when we read a passage like this, right, when we dive into a passage like this, we oftentimes think like, like, I don't know about you, but going on in my daily life, if I like cried out to God and like accused him of forsaking me, like that would almost seem like yeah. heresy. <laughs> like, like, but it's in the, it's in the, David's doing it. He's crying yeah. out to God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But what I love about Psalm 22 is he states how he feels yep. and then it's followed up by a truth about who God is. Yes. Yep. Um, it is and so, so in verse three, yet you are enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you, our ancestors trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them, mm-hmm. right? And then in verse 6, but I am a worm and not a human, scorned by others and despised by the people. All who see me mock at me. Um, and then verse 8, commit your cause to the Lord, let him deliver. Let him rescue the one in whom he has delights. Uh, and so, again, this idea of like he... Man, Can suffering. I say a point? Yeah, yeah. yeah go no, for to, it, man. To, to even go on that, I'm just gonna lead it back to you. I think this is something that um, the 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 church has an issue actually addressing that this is real. This mm. is this is yeah. how the yeah. humans respond, and the so feelings the feelings and yet still yeah. rooted, being rooted in truth, yeah. and, and declaring it exactly. Yeah. Um, no, no, hundred percent. And I think that sometimes we say, "Oh, yeah, just have faith in the Lord because He's sovereign." Because he loves us. Yeah, and that will but somehow take it away. Exactly. You know? right. No, I'm mad. Yeah. Like when I'm mad and I'm beefing with God, I'm cussing. Yeah. Like that's 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 I get passionate. I'm cussing in my apartment. I'm throwing pillows. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'm being an ant on the wall. Like, it's like, what are you doing, God? Like, show up. But then I gotta go. Exactly. It's like, but you know who you, you know the best way. Yeah. And so I have to end. What is your will? Because I know yeah. you brought me out before. But I'm mad right now. I'm mad today. And yeah. so I need something. Yeah. And I, I think the idea here that like, <laughs> like, because I mean, this kind of creeps up in our theology, uh, even like even modern Western society, the prosperity gospel, a common one has mm-hmm. kind of shifted of this idea of like, if I'm suffering, I, I, I need to have more faith to kind of get out of it. Can I burn the prosperity gospel? <laughs> Is that possible? Can I know, I burn right? it out of history? Uh, but like, <laughs> can you like expound a, just a tad yeah, on I'm what sorry, people yeah. think, like if they don't know what the prosperity gospel yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. So it's word of faith kind of uh, movement. Um, it's very Western, very American. If uh, I just believe harder, I'll get the things that I'm praying for. Yeah, I wish and you that I see. want. It's ah! <laughs> I wish you could yeah, see like, why she's doing If this. I keep declaring these things, and I, uh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah if you're I interested like, in, like, diving into it more, uh, Kenneth Copeland is a uh, prominent, mm. prominent guy within mm. the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, anyway, but even this, like, back to what I was saying, this common, yeah. this common thinking of just, like, man, if I do something, Right, then if I will. I do something. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Then I will get out of this situation. Yeah. Right? But that's a human response. It is. It right. is. Sorry, but go ahead. It is. Cool. But, like, what's interesting is I think it, us being in a Western culture has kind of almost, like, weakened or diminished mm-hmm. our theology on true suffering. Because um, we. 
We. I remember okay. you and Alex were talking about that. Yeah, I mean, we. Like we don't know how to suffer. We don't know how to. I mean, we we take suffering as a thing that God is punishing us. Yeah. We take suffering as a thing that oh woe is me. Yeah. Uh, we don't take suffering as a as a tool that can be able yeah. to yeah. propel pu- propel us and prepare us. Said two different words. I hope I enunciated mm-hmm. that correctly. Um, for our for the for whatever the next situation yep. plan that God could be having in our lives. Yeah. And I would say this, and I'm going to, you know, just give you another lob, give it back to you. <laughs> um, I think that especially when we see this, we, I mean, sometimes I got to reframe how I speak passionately because I don't want to offend people. Well, you know what? I don't care about offending people. I'm sorry. Can I speak freely? Yeah, go My for loud? it. Go it's for like it. Hard it's, hard yeah, I'm going to speak freely. I, I'm going I'm to get a little passionate with it. Um, I, I, we we take David's psalms and letters so so lightly. Yeah. We we read these things and go, oh, thought David, he was a man after God's heart. Oh, he was blessed. Oh, look at his times and suffering. But we have anything that goes wrong in our lives. Oh, God, where are you? Oh, you must not be real. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry. Like uh, just reading reading through David's like life, seeing the psalms. I mean, we we take the words off these pages and say that how vulnerable, how authentic he was. But we we don't apply it to our own lives. Mm-hmm. But yet we put on these facades when we walk into church. Yeah. yeah. But then then complain when things go wrong and go well, God, where were you? But he was there your entire life. One thing goes, oh, you didn't get that promotion, and now you want to. I'm just. Yeah. It's just oh man, we we have. In this in this Western civilization, we have allowed ourselves to get so consumed by the chase of comfort, and not the, the chase for God. Yeah. It's exactly, and so we think God's gonna save us from our suffering. We think God's gonna yeah. save us no. from these situations. And I'm sorry, that's no, just always. completely BS. And like we don't see that the greatest people in the Bible had to go through the greatest trials. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, in the same manner, if you're going through something, don't question um, why you're going through it. Ask God, how can I get through it, and what mm-hmm. are you showing me? Yeah. And so yeah. that has changed my perspective tremendously when something goes wrong. Because yeah. now I'm going, you know what, God? You know what? It's a bad yeah. day. But what can I do in this situation? What can how, you show me? How can me? you show me? What can I, I learn? And even if it's maybe also like what you're saying, another question, instead of being like, why am I going through this? This is dumb. I don't want to be in this anymore. Being like, okay, Lord. I'm in this season right now. Yep. Why am I in it? Can you show me more? Yep. I want to learn. Yeah, be a student. Yep. And uh, prepare when he does not answer you in the first couple of months or hour that you asked. Prepare yourself to go through a whole yeah. year to figure that out. Something that I use about David immensely is his resiliency. Like oh, He man. went through yeah. a lot, and yet he is considered the man after God's own heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And every, like you're saying, every psalm, like, he's going through his feelings. He's not afraid of his frustrations, and he knows that God can take them. But yet he is still reverent and has a healthy fear of God. Yeah, yeah. And honors him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's resilient, and it's impressive. And it encouraging. Is. It's like, crazy. Like we were saying before, going through a difficult season, like, when I felt like I couldn't muster up my own faith and or like the own words for my own faith i read through the psalms and yeah. said them out loud like they were my own words and that was yeah. like so nourishing to my heart yeah, for sure i didn't I, get out of the like it took and, a long time to get out of the hard season yeah. but like I, modeling I think, what david is doing here was so encouraging i think one thing too because i agree uh then i i'm actually curious on your your perspective of this uh haze um i think sometimes we take the bible as just normal stories not historical figures. Hmm. Uh, because, yes, there are some stories. But a lot of things in the Bible, majority, I should say, you can actually date back to history. Yeah, We can date back to history with David. We can date back to him on the run. So just say, yeah, these things are cool insights to understand. But why do we not apply that this is yeah. actually yeah. history, too? And so these things were real things he went through. <laughs> it happened. And we can actually go... This isn't on some fake uh, fantasy out of the Bible. This is a man that actually lived, that we can date back to history, that actually went through these things. So we should be able to take this with a little bit more, let's say, validity, if I yeah, say that correctly, yeah. with it. Like, what's your thought on that? That us uh, Sometimes people taking this as a stories, not as a historical, like, 
factual things that this this man went through. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, right. Yeah, it it, ha- it is the 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 genre in which it's in which it's written. Like for sure, history, yeah. history, and there. Yeah, David existed. David yeah. was a real figure who existed, um, and that's one thing we need to consider when we're reading is the genre. But ultimately, I mean, when we talk about the Word of God and we talk about the Bible, um, sometimes uh, I feel like the Western tendency is to treat it like a a moral code, yeah, a comprehensive, a thing. fable, yeah, a, or like a comprehensive uh, rule book yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what the Bible is, though, is it's a story. It's a story that tells about how God interacts with humanity yes, yeah. and makes a way to be with us. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. It's, it's like the whole thing is a story. So it's like I, I know like this. This is kind of like an off tangent piece uh, <laughs> side, but a lot of people will be like, uh, "I'm like, have you read the Old Testament? No, nah, no. Nah, I, you know, I'm just more of a New Testament person." Uh, it's like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like the equivalent of saying this. Like you're watching the Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. And you're like you, you're like you're watching the movie, and uh, but before you watch it, you want to you invite your friend over. Hey, hey you want to come to the Lord of the Rings? And he says, um, I, "I'll I've never seen it before, but I'll join you uh, at Mount Doom um, because I heard that's the scene that's really good, and that's the only one I want to I want to look into yeah. without even getting yeah. the rest of the movie. Which there's so much good stuff in the rest of the movie. So much build up. So much build so up, good. right? Yeah, Helm's yeah. Deep. You got Minas Tirith." Man, it's been a while since I watched. Man, every time I talk to you, I'm like, I should go watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome, right? But, like, if you were to, like, just pick up, for never seeing it, just pick up at Mount Doom, you would, like, you wouldn't be able to get... The last hour of the movie, of all all the the series. The series, right? And so, what Jesus did, what Jesus enacted, is the climax of the story. Yeah. Right? And so, we when, when when we read the Bible, we need to... It's like episode what's, nine what's, of Star Wars. Yeah, what's the introduction? What's the rising action, right? <laughs> I'm just what, to like all the these things, right? Because it's a story again about God. Yeah. Which reaches its climax in Jesus. Yeah. Right? I think I saw some sort of graphic where it showed all of the like ties from Old Testament to New Testament it, of, it's different, of different um like prophecies and words that were fulfilled, and it essentially creates a circle between New Testament wow. and Old Testament. Because he fulfilled them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how how does someone do that? Someone, I just yeah. you know you wow. gotta take. I just like Ain't good. <laughs> it, it, I know, amen, amen. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, <laughs> back to the on topic. No, yeah, yeah, the Psalm twenty two. Yes. Okay, so uh, what, uh, another thing I wanted to add uh, yeah. is that God. Uh, so this idea that right, we are called as believers in Christ. To be transformed from one degree yep. Yep. of glory to the next, right? Speak and we want to be conformed to his image. Speak so, right? We, and we, which means, yeah, mm-hmm. we want to embody the person and the character of Jesus, yep. right? Yep. That's the Christian walk. Now, to say that suffering is not involved in that is to say. Have you not ever, ever, ever I read just, the story of Jesus? I just oh, yes. find it idiotic. To, say, okay, well, <laughs> to be honest. Here's the deal. Like, okay, go ultimately, ahead. I'm going to start speaking about Ultimately, it's to say that, right, that yeah. God himself doesn't suffer yeah because like if we're to embody that 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 who he is right like i think i think what is happening i think i I mentioned this earlier last week but like god seeks to express his suffering through his people because when god sees sin it breaks his heart and he Mm -hmm. suffers right we see this ultimately in the in the person of his son and it's like he invites us to do the same when we look at sin right when we right and even like experience Right, the the effects of sin in our yeah. lives in our broken world, mm. right? It's we can almost see it as like a partnering with God. This is not the way it should be. Yeah, when right? I when I seen the when I seen the church used as a museum in Amsterdam, Ooh. when I tell you I got so angry, I had to be. I literally was just like, I gotta yeah. walk, I gotta walk. Because yeah. how how does this not anger you? Is 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 you know in the same manner when Jesus went to the temple and, sh- and see that the the they were uh, extorting. And he flipped tables. And he flipped tables. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go in there and burn down the whole thing, and just like how could you? Like yeah. I, it just I frustrates mean, me. It makes sense though because the more that we want to become like this person of of Jesus, our heart changes to look more like His and align with His values, His thoughts. Yeah. And so yeah. when our His heart breaks for something, it. it makes sense on oh yep. if. I'm like it says in Romans eight about how like when our life is by like connected with the spirit we're living through the spirit like oh my god 
gosh, I wish I remember the Bible. This is so annoying. But anyways, well, yeah. but like when we live in the spirit, we we have the heart of the Lord. And so it makes sense of like, okay, I'm suffering or like I'm hurting yeah. or I'm feeling these sad things of like, for example, the yeah. church in Amsterdam. Like, of course that grieves and, the Lord's heart. Of course it I, does. And I do want to clarify too. Uh, for suffering doesn't mean you don't go. Like, I think a lot of times, I and this is when I was in Florida, and someone said this and it broke my heart, honestly. Uh, this woman, I was I was still working as a cashier. This woman comes up, and I, I don't know how we started talking about God. Once again, people just come up to me. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how we did, because I'm not supposed to speak on it. Why am I, you're a cashier. You're supposed to check people's stuff out and go. Um, but she, she's, she responded and walked off, and it... Oh, she said, "Rich people can't get to heaven because and and mm. she and she oh I think she said something that's like I'm not poor rich. enough yeah yep. exactly and so she basically and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly but she made a point that rich people can't get in because mm. they they're too well off and so and a lot of times when people go like yo you gotta suffer they talk about Having happens so yeah, many different ways. It's, it's, it's in a multitude of different ways. So many and different so ways. And so I I have an uncle in Florida. He is very well off. And so he has his own roofing company. He makes great money. He can base... He is that definition of like the rich person that wears anything he wants, walks in and says, I, let me just get that. Whoa. He's that person. I don't care. Just give me four... I'm just trying to get out. And so he... And he's a devout man of God. Like. Yeah. Uh-huh. And me and him talk very frequently. And so, in the same manner, I see someone who has well off. But me and him are taught. He has different sufferings. Yeah. He has different issues that he's still asking Lord to, put, uh, to mm-hmm. give him healing from. He has issues with sleep. He can try to sleep. I've seen this man. He can try to sleep. Now, he can go to bed at 9 and he'll wake up like every hour. And mm-hmm. so, he's had this issue. He's been praying for healing. And that that's just an issue. But for him... That is still a form of suffering. You know, a lack of sleep messes up your whole day. And it so, messes up your like your body yeah. rejuvenating itself. It's bad. So it's just say like, a lot of times when people say suffering, we just think of finances, situation people go up in. Or like physical suffering. And physical suffering. There's spiritual, there's mental, yeah. there's emotional. Yeah. And so I just say like, there are suffering people deal with that we don't even recognize. Yeah. And we just assume by the outward perception. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Hayes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now this is where okay, this is where it gets gets interesting, and we don't we don't have to dive too much into this. Uh, but I would like to hear yeah. your guys' thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Did God? <laughs> all right. Like okay, we're gonna take this from two fronts. But Jesus on the cross. <laughs> did God actually forsake Jesus? Go ahead, Anna. Why are you throwing it at me? Um, well, because you said you wanted to speak on it. <laughs> I just said I was excited to share. Um, like, because you're reading that, and of course it's like, well, okay, what's really going on? Like, what's going well, on here? Because, first of all, God, I, aren't God and Jesus the same? Like, at the I, same, they're I, separate, but they're also God. Yeah. I would you know? say this. I would say yes and no. I would say, I'm going I'm to speak on the yes part first. Um, yes, because they, that was the first time they were separate. I would say no because that was the first time he actually experienced sin. So that was the first time Jesus himself on the cross was just like, whoa, where are you? Why am I, why can I not feel you just just yeah. like I did before? And probably, like, he probably, like, that was probably when it reached his fullness. But exactly. he probably started experiencing it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was sweat. He was praying uh, so hard to be relieved from uh, his cup. He was sweating Yeah, but blush. like, this is when it reached its fullest. Yeah, day, yeah. Where he yeah. finally was just like, okay, God, where are you? Yeah, I think exactly. it depends on what you mean by forsaken. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I think it does too. Because, obviously, if Jesus is going, if Jesus experienced the full weight of the entire world for all of eternity, okay, sin... Okay. Um, yeah, he's probably gonna feel separated. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's forsaken. Yes, yeah, and I think that's why I say yes and no. Kind of. A, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to reword what you're but saying. Well, no, I think that's a better way to explain it. To because be I mean, this is just the thought that popped in my head. Think of the um, the prodigal son. He left, but that doesn't mean the father forsaken. Like for. I think you spit. So, keep going. Yeah, the father didn't forsake. The yeah. son, yeah, yeah. like he actually welcomed him with open arms and was running, which was actually super taboo yeah. um, in yeah. in Jewish culture then. So yeah, um, absolutely. I don't think he was forsaken at all. 
he just was separated from God momentarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I think came that's in good. Full glory I think and that's victory. good. I think you're on to something there. Uh, because what's very interesting is like, you know, like we hear commonly the idea that God turned, turned his, his face away. Oh. Turned his face away the from, su- from Jesus. From or like suffering. he was pleased to uh pleased to punish the son. That is a very uh, inaccurate not, description uh, and that's perception against, of God and father figures. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's it's, against yeah. God's It's very unfortunate. Very yeah. unfortunate. That makes me sad. Uh, very unfortunate. If you feel that way about God, reach out to us. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very unfortunate. But what I, I thought was interesting, right? If, if, you're, if this is quote, if Jesus is co- quoting Psalm 22 in its entirety, if you were to take that view, mm-hmm. uh, you keep reading, right? Um, and by the way, again, the prophecies, or it's not, not, sorry, not prophecies. Uh, it, there's like so much in here that like, seems like Jesus experiences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like, I don't want to say this is a direct, well. I don't want to see that this is a direct yeah. prophecy, but there is part of the Psalm that Jesus fulfills for sure. Yes. If that makes sense. Um, like he says, I am poured out like water and all my bones are at a joint. I can count all my bones. They divide my clothes among themselves. Oh, that's casting for lots of my clothing. Like yeah, specific, that is the exact verbiage that was used when Jesus. Yeah. Like they're that's casting yeah. Yeah. So now what's like interesting that. is John doesn't quote, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me in his gospel? Mm. But he does quote the like casting lots. And it's still wild. from Psalm 22. Crazy. Huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so you keep reading, right? Um, and but what you find is that it, this this psalm, it ends in triumph. And what's Praise interesting is God. he he he. Gra- it's like this idea of like the nations are getting affected. Yeah. All of earth is getting affected. Right. So mm-hmm. all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship him. Uh, but before that, what shifts? The, it's like a turning point, kind of. Um, right. And what the what kind of shifts it is it says it like it says for he did not in verse twenty four. He did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. Mm-hmm. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Yeah, that's super mm. good. Um, and so, yeah, even when I'm reading this, I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, and now I, I don't want to discredit also. Like, I want to make sure you, I don't want to discredit what Jesus actually did on that cross. Right? Mm. He Worst went. Pain. Yeah, he had the sin, of the, the sin of the world on his shoulders. And he actually... Um, so even going, hearkening back to the prodigal son, he went to the place of separation to get, to, to invite us to return Mm. out of the place of separation. So he went into the place of separation on our behalf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, which is wild to think about, right? So again, did he experience real separation? Absolutely. I think absolutely, right? How could he not? Yeah. Yeah. But did the father hide his face from him? No. I yeah. like yeah. I'm gonna say a hard no on that one. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think uh I think that would be on out of out of God's it, character. I think yeah, exactly. I think it's out of his character. I think he needed I think mm. God understood what needed to be done for that that's you know, for us coming back. At the same time, the immense pain to see it is also yeah. what's uh, what is hard is disheartening, and that they. I mean, he his, had to watch his. He had to watch his only begotten son be absolutely yeah. brutally yeah. murdered yeah. and then buried. Yeah. So I think when we talk about forsaken forsakenness, right? Mm-hmm. That can another way of saying that can be separation. Yes. And he's experiencing separation. I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was about to cut you off. Yeah. Oh no no no. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's just interesting because like there is a lot going on here. Yeah. Uh, and it can get, it can get like I, I'm I'm like trying to not go to the point where like because you know you go too far over and if you say it's like solely just a just a Psalm 22 quote if you say that that's all it is then I think it misses something bigger. I, I that's going on. Um, I agree in the passage. with you. Um, but then if you say all it is is God actually forsaking the Son, right? Mm-hmm. And not actually going behind the truths of well, actually God, like God, yes, Jesus was experiencing forsakenness of the Father, mm. right? Which yeah. again was this just this big old barrier that He went to the other side to grab us from, right? The separation, um, and right, and there's that there's that reality, but then there's also the fact that God didn't forsake Him in the middle, like. 
forsook him, God didn't forsake him, meaning like God didn't uh, turn his face yeah. turn his face away from yeah. me. Like I think God's heart was broken. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's one of the reasons why in Amsterdam I had to experience that. Yeah. And God told me that on the plane. I felt like he told me I needed you to experience that. So you knew. So I knew. Mm-hmm. How can I not tell people about Jesus after feeling that? After yeah. knowing what, like, how good yeah. he is and then having him be away or like not feeling that. Yeah. And to be yeah. honest, it, to me now, it, I, it's still weird the process mm-hmm. because it's not like I'm going out to going, oh, I'm holier than thou. And now I got this whole like, I need to save everybody. It's weird. I never felt that way before. I never broke down and cried because I felt people were lost. I'm sorry. Like it, to me, it's your decision. I can tell you all day till you blue in the face about God. If you don't want to do it, bye. Like to me, this is like bye. I would love to have you, but hey. I mean, that's what happened in Acts multiple times. The disciples would go to these different cities and stuff, and they would preach the gospel. And if they weren't into it, they're like. All right, I yeah, shake the it. dust off my feet. I done what I need to do. I fulfilled the assignment. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. What else you getting? Well, yeah, I, I think uh, w- one thing that I really want to like bring out, yeah, right? And I think we've already touched on this briefly, but this idea that when we ex- we experience suffering in our world, um, and like I, it's like. We, we get to, I, I think like what's ultimately what just like gives me a sense of comfort and like when I'm going through a really, really tough time is that Jesus, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> he went through so much worse. Yep. Um, and it was like one of those things where he, he went through it and he quoted, like he went, hearkened back to this psalm, right? I he think it's funny this that. Psalm and it's like, he's being, it's like, he's, he's raw and he's like, yeah. I think it's like he gives us permission, Mm -hmm. right, to be able to, like, God, this is how I feel. Where are you? You know what's more beautiful, too, in that? He quoted scripture. Yeah. Like, he didn't, he went right right back to the word. Like, uh, go ahead. Just, I think that's a beautiful parallel in the sense of you're going through suffering, and what does he do? He goes back back to God's word. Yep. Yep. Goes back to God's words. Like, God, this is how I feel right now. Yep. Right, and this is what I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing forsakenness. Yeah. But this is who you are, and if you continue reading Psalm 22, right, for He did not despise or yeah. abhor the affliction of the afflicted, and redemption is brought about. Right. He yeah. sees the other side. It's so. Amen. Yes. So yes. beautiful. Hallelujah. Like it's like it's like I, mm, the gospel. So good. Like Jesus, God, God Himself looked at you. Mm-hmm. And in, in all your brokenness and all your sin, he said, you know what, Darius, you're worth it. Mm-hmm. You're worth sending my son to the other side to sep- complete separation, complete brokenness, complete sin so that I can go and get you. That's what that's in my in, like. He's like relationship is worth it. Yeah. And it's like so Ooh, it gives me it gives me chills even talking about it right now. Like I, I can't I can't. I can't I mean, fathom that that like where he's like he looked to the other side he saw relationship, looked at the cost saw what that was and he said it's worth I'm, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, so good. I, Thank I, you, Lord. I think that that's the that's that's the beauty when it comes to the gospel. And how could that not like, bring it back. lead you to worship? Well, it's believing that. Let's go. Because understanding yeah. that completely takes it out our logical human experience. We have to literally go, this yeah. sounds crazy, but I need something. And so... Which is grace. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And so for me, um, and then I'll point it back to you, it's just that the beauty the beauty in that, God is always trying to yeah. find a way to get into relation yeah. with us. Yeah. Yeah. And Amen. so the people who could be listening... Uh, who happens just get into this? Hi. If you if you think back to the moments before you save and you hear these annoying Christians that kept coming and telling you about things, that was probably God trying to reach out to you. Yeah. Yeah. In the same manner, I was speaking last night about yeah. when I didn't believe, I kept having people come up to me. Talking Have you heard? Jesus. I was just oh, I got so mad, and I was just <laughs> like, I'm not trying to hear this. I'm trying to leave me alone. Like it, it was one day I had like three in a row, and I was like, okay. And so <laughs> in that same manner. Now I kind of get it. It's just that God kept trying to reach out. In the same way, I like to use the, the force as an analogy too. It's just like when a force moves, it reaches out. 
to the quote-unquote force-sensitive people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way there's a dark side, there's a good side. And so just how how can be appealing for the dark side can be appealing for the good side. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's always moving. God's always moving. Yeah. Yeah. And he's always trying to reach out. It's your choice. Do you want to be a part of the plan? Yeah. If not, I mean, it's on you. It hurts. But it's just, to me, there's something in us that's always looking for it. So question why there's we're an, always looking for something. There's an innate something, something in us of like, we need yeah. a deeper meeting. We need a deeper purpose yeah. to have a deeper relationship. And nothing, nothing in the world is ever going to fulfill that. And it's made you're made like that for a reason. What better way to do it with Jesus? Yeah. What Come better on. way? Amen. Come on now. Because he's the one that fills it. Facts. Yeah. All right. So good. We have to wrap this thing up. Ah, uh, yeah, we get, we get, we get. I gotta go make bro. my lasagna. Yeah, uh, I, I do have one more thing to say though. One more thing to add. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if you're out there or listening to this podcast and you're experiencing a really tough time, right? Um, a lot of times, what we often think is that we need to escape the toughness to meet with Jesus. Ooh. And the reality is that Jesus wants to actually come low That's and so meet good. us in the toughness. Yes. And sometimes, like yes, eventually He will want us wants us to wants to bring it bring us out of that. But a lot of times, right, right. Though I walk through the darkest valley, I I right, I he have wants to walk. life experience yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, there are times like when I was by myself, when I felt lonely, when I felt like everything was so difficult, and like. Yeah. Everything just sucked. Yeah. Like the the only thing that would bring me even sometimes it wouldn't even bring me comfort, but like having that hope of like, okay, hopefully this will bring me comfort yeah. was crying out to the Lord and so many times he ministered to my heart. Yeah, come on. So many times. Yeah. Especially like like I said before reading Psalms. Like just sitting in my bed alone before I'm about to go to sleep crying because everything is horrible. <laughs> like it feels yeah. like everything's horrible. Yeah. But he met me there in those times, like Amen. not when I was yep. in church, Amen. not when I was at life group or like my Bible yeah. study. Like he met me when I was Amen. so broken and I was so tired and depleted yeah. and I had nothing. I had nothing to give. Yeah. And I feel like most of the times when I'm like, Lord, I literally have nothing to give. He's like, I didn't ask you to bring anything. Yeah. And can I, can I say one thing on that? And I'm going to point about the haze to close us out. Okay. I'm sorry. And I think it's something that I do have to speak on because it was mentioned last night and I was kind of... At Life Group? Yeah, I was mentioned last night at Life Group and I really wish I would have challenged it. But unfortunately, it wasn't the right timing and I didn't want to harp on it. You said when you was alone. See, a lot of times we don't want to go... We don't want to be in that place where we're alone to be mm-hmm. with God because that's our most vulnerable place. And it's the most, it's the, it's typically the time when we're most exposed. Yeah. Because we have to be real. Can't fake it when you're by yourself, because it's just you. Yeah. And you can't fake it to someone yeah. who's a sovereign deity, this God. I'm saying in the sense of someone who may struggle and not believe, um, and try to speak to something in the sky and go, I'm struggling with this when they're supposed to already know. But you gotta be real with yourself, and you gotta be real with God. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I'm in those moments where I'm crying out to God. He actually doesn't tell me anything to get me out of the situation. And actually, a matter of fact, nine, ten out of ten times, he's telling me how I should be better. How my like how your heart needs exactly. to, be, to change. If how, how my heart needs to hey, change. Hey, this is an opportunity for you to repent or exactly. like or or come to me about your heart's not in the right place here. Exactly. Or Here's a pers- here's a heavenly perspective on what's going on and how you can start viewing being alone or like yep. being 20 hours away from your family, not having anyone that you know. Like I'm just this yeah. is for me. Like I mean, I, when I first moved here, that's kind of how I felt. It was like I have, I have no one, and he's like, well, actually, you have yeah. me, and that's all you need. And, and, and so many times in those, I know we're supposed to wrap up, but like so many yeah. times in those so moments I, of like <laughs> God, I feel so alone right now. He would ask me several times, "Am I enough?" Am I enough? And mm, every time I'm like, no, Lord, okay, yes, please help me to yeah. help. Like, help me to believe with the like the depths of my heart that you are enough. Yeah. I, I'm I still mean, working on that. Yeah. I had one time, this is my last point, too. Yeah, I'm ahead. <laughs> I had one. I had one. Uh, I was even pushing for my guy's six yes. o'clock. <laughs> I, I had one time, and this is, I brought this up last week as well. Um, 
Yeah, at Life Group. But this was a moment. I mean, I was beefing with God. I mean, we were battling in my apartment. I'm being real. It's, it was like an hour in, and I'm just like getting mad. And I felt, I felt the Lord just say, who said I had to do that? Hmm. And it, it shook me. It completely shook me. Because face value, you go like, man, that was kind of rude, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm asking for help. But when you just, your response is, who said I had to do that? But it forced me to look inward. Because I was looking for escape. Hmm. I wasn't looking for a guide. Hmm. I yeah. was looking for yeah. a way out. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, and in that way, immediately after going like, oh, God, no, man, I'm going to need you to talk a little bit more on that. Like, expound, that, I'm going to need you to expound, bro. Like, you're not going <laughs> to talk to me like that. <laughs> and afterwards, it, another 30 minutes of beefing, though. Afterwards, it completely changed my perspective going, oh, I was being selfish. Yeah, mm. I wasn't trying to learn. I was looking for a get out of um, get hell out of free. free yeah, yeah. And I wasn't trying to go around a monopoly yeah. board because I, just, hey, they got pops. I wasn't trying to pay yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, that's it. Isn't understanding these things, um, especially when for people listening. And I'm just um, just to kind of um, wrap up my thought in it. Like I don't say these things, especially in the beginning, about God being missing, the suffering, all the all these situations to be like, oh yeah, everything's gonna be hard and bad. No, it's gonna be great. Matter of fact, I kind of laugh at it sometimes. Like the times when my car, I blew out my tire and it starts raining as literally as I'm getting the tools out to replace it. It was like, bro, like really no clouds in the sky, but now it wants to rain. <laughs> I just started laughing because I was just like, of course, of course that happens, and so it's just like. Even with the trans, my uh, my uh, transmission going out, I didn't sit there and go, God, why, why, why? I went, you know what? It's a tough day, but though I, I gotta trust God on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I, I and the one thing I ch- kept doing, I kept looking for a positive thing I can say in the situation. Mm-hmm. Car broke down, I was able to get into the median, so I wasn't blocking traffic. Yeah, car breaks down. Tow truck is actually able to get here within an hour. Whoa. It came in less. With AAA, Car, that's a big exactly. Deal. Car breaks down. I had a friend, thank you, uh, Philip, and his husband, that was able to help me out right then and there. Yeah. You can't, you, it's just like these small little things that was able to help me in the situation, which was difficult. Mm-hmm. Who, who, how could I not be God? Yeah. yeah. They, that's no such it. thing as, cir- as, as, exactly. Yeah, no such so thing. So in the suffering, God will give you things to be like, hey, just focus. Yeah, there we go. And say, hey, just focus on this. And so in the midst of like me feeling that way in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. I was able to draw back to what God has already shown me who he was. Yeah. To go, I may not feel you, but I know you here, and I'm going to keep fighting until you come yeah. back. Yeah, for sure. That's it. For sure. Yeah, and uh, you just kind of piggyback a little bit. I, I the, last, the last seven months, almost eight months now, uh, I've been, like, I've been experiencing... Uh, lots of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had a radical encounter with the Lord. Radical. I mean, like, essentially, I came came to uh, our college night and I was broken. Um, I was I was like I started weeping because I was like, Lord, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that exact night, uh, the person who was speaking uh, got up and he's like, Hayes, I want you to come up here, and he read my mail. Everything that I, like I was like I was going through, I need breakthrough in, um, and it was a, like all I could hear the Lord say is, "I love you, son. I love you." And it was like my heart. I don't think my heart has been felt more open mm-hmm. to the reality of His love in that moment. But here's what was interesting. I went like this was in this was in March, February, late February. Um, it didn't take the anxiety away, yeah. but what it did do is it let the it let me know that the Lord was with me in the middle of it. Yeah. Ain't that beautiful. Yeah. And so guys And I, that's gonna create lasting change. Mm-hmm. Taking away the the boo boo yeah. isn't gonna <laughs> actually create lasting transformation yeah. in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So like again, uh if you guys are going through a tough time, um like go to the Psalms, um partake so in, in David's suffering. Yeah. Maybe uh in Elijah yeah. when he was ex- when he was fleeing from Jezebel and Ahab. Yeah. Or Job. Or Job. Job. Oh, yes. Job. Like, let, I cried like, on that one. I ain't yeah. Like let like let 
let let yourself yeah. be able to relate and to partner with these characters who yep. have experienced so much suffering. And reach out to somebody. And reach out to yeah. somebody. Yeah, Use for sure. Use your community. For sure. 100%. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that yeah. wraps up. Thank you guys yeah. for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. This was I want to actually listen to the very end of a podcast. If you listen to this. Ooh, throw in the gym. Throw in like a, um, a secret nobody really knows. Uh, go to Waypoint Kaya, C A Y A on I Instagram. I one time swam naked in the hotel. You oh. did? Go you got a comment about that on our post <laughs> for this podcast episode. Talking about da- Darius and his hotel pool experience. It was at like 3 a.m. Nobody was there. I was bored though. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. That's tired. your gem. There you go. Uh, oh, or you can ask that was BC, how my though. homemade lasagna will be tonight. Yeah. I will let you know. That was before Christ. BC. BC. All right. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> Bye.